Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to another week of Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. Yeah, we're running a little late, but the thing about this is by the time I post it and a month later, nobody will know. Um, we just had a hell of a week at my new job, and I'm working. It was supposed to be an easy job where, like, you just work eights. But I got something where I'm missing Friday now. So I they gave me the option of working 10 so I didn't have to P, take PTO. And I'm like, sweet. And then I ended up doing a 13-hour day on Tuesday. And it was just like, I'm the new guy. And I'm like, we had techs there for, we have lasers that cut into tubing and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. But we had a tech there, an outside vendor. And I'm the new guy. And I know it looks bad if the new guy is leaving early from everybody else so i'm like all right i'll stay i didn't say it but god anyways you guys don't care that much do you um the fucking i'm it's that time of year where i'm gonna talk about the fucking weather all the time now because i'm from minnesota eh that was more more canadian um hold on folks i get my sip of coffee in (sighs) yeah um I did ride Saturday for like a hot minute because I was going to go somewhere this weekend, but I'm not taking, I'm going to, I'm going to hush right now because people still don't know what I'm doing. Um, But yeah, I've been wanting to have my guest on for a while now, just because he's kind of moped adjacent, but he's in the moped scene, if you will, because he builds some pretty cool shit and he knows how to turn wrench. And he rides mopeds, but he also rides motorcycles. And he and we have a few other things in common. And like, just kind of poking each other on the internet every great once in a while. Um, I just wanted to get to know this guy, so I'm just gonna bring Bryce. I'm totally fucked. I thought his name was Clyde forever, everyone. So like, I'm just gonna have my guest introduce himself right now and his um motorcycle shop and all that stuff he does. Word. Uh, my name is Bryson. Dinus. Um, the Instagram is Heavy Metal Cycle Works with a W E R K S. Um, I'm from Billings, Montana. So thanks for having me on, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, born and raised, or did you just kind of find yourself out there? Nope, born and raised. Yeah, I was I was born in Billings and then grew up kind of out in the country. You know, we had like the little four-acre mini farm, very rural montana upbringing yep so i've been here pretty much my whole life traveled a little bit but this has always been home base right on right on like in the midwest we'll call those like hobby farms if you will you know between five and ten acres and like they call it hobby farm but there's still a hell of a lot of work so it's like whatever um so bryson i want to call you fucking bryce right now i'm an asshole i'm over i'm I'm overslept or underslept or something. Anyways, here well, on Second fun, Chance. What was that? The fun fact about the name thing, you were like, oh, I was about to call you Bryce. It, so my name's spelled B-R-Y-C-E-N. And I always ask my parents, I was like, what's up with that spelling, you know? Yeah. And they said, well, shit, you know, if you hated it, we figured you could drop the N and just go by Bryce. So whatever. <laughs> That's, thanks, thanks, mom and dad, for options in life. <laughs> um <laughs> But here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we go through people's two-wheel journey for you. Um, 
what happened uh like the first time you really remember seeing like a moped or motorcycle or whatever to like the first time you really got on a bike the smile ride kind of the early part of it um and just kind of your journey through bikes and stuff like that and like how you got to where you are so why don't you tell us bryson what's your very first memory of like a two-wheeled bike motorized i should say well we'll stick to the moped game first of all and then i got a story about motorcycle um since this is a moped podcast um i guess mopeds were a natural progression because i was into bicycles like from tiny on you know as soon as i could ride a bicycle i was i was hooked i was on one forever and i was also into motorcycles didn't really have them and whatnot i didn't grow up you know like on dirt bikes or shit like that um but i was into them and then mopeds popped up because it was like i looked at it as a motorcycle and a bicycle hooked up had a baby and out comes a a moped nine months later you know so i just thought it was naturally cool that it was like half motorcycle half bicycle and they were like cheap and fun and you couldn't help but like have a good time on them and whatnot so the cheap factor was a big deal too um so that was kind of my initial interest like being in billings montana there's not much of a scene for a lot of shit right yeah so um i kind of saw them pop up and i always thought they were cool and then there was this dude in bozeman which is a couple hours away and he had a a magnum okay and i just want to pause for like the rest of the country like i grew up in rural southern minnesota so like i understand like for me like a 45 minute drive was nothing for stuff and like probably a two-hour drive or three-hour drive for you is not that big a deal so like i mean you get but you get people in like new york or la and like two hours could be like a 10 mile drive. Like for us, like two hours, is like a couple hundred miles. So it's just funny. The differences we all have in this little world. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the Magnum, I mean, he had, he had kind of like done some shit to the, the moped already to where it looked pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, that's sweet. Like he was even doing like kind of a custom thing because what caught my interest with motorcycles was custom shit and like choppers and stuff like that. Um, so I was like, Oh, this is sweet. Then I looked into it and I found Treatland. and what year was this? Oh shit, man. This is probably like 15 years ago. Okay. Like I, I've kind of backed away from my timeline thing, but there's still that kind of spectrum ocd itch that i always need to know the time the year people progressed endless so well and i think like when you're into mopeds or motorcycles or something along those lines there's definitely like a progression about it you Mm -hmm. know what i mean um so yeah he had that moped and i was like sweet then i i got on treatland and at first you know like the first time people get on treatland they're like what the fuck is this like First of all, the URL ends with TV. Like, is this even real? Mm -hmm. Being so, like, I guess you could call it sheltered in Billings, Montana. I didn't really even realize that there was, like, a scene for that shit or, like, customization or anything. So I had that very new, like, super stoked kind of reaction to, like, what people were doing with mopeds and stuff. So 
I picked up that um, Pook Magnum and I, he had done a, an okay job, you know what I mean? But like, I re basically rebuilt that thing. It was my first experience with everything, like learning everything from scratch. Um, I rebuilt that in a like second story studio apartment where I'd use like the so love seat awesome. as like a wheel chalk, you know, and I had like a love seat for the wheel chalk and then books or some shit stacked up for like a center stand. And I just learned like, you know, why don't I have spark and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And I think he had put like a K star kit on it and an MLM or something. And dude, I loved that thing. That thing was still to this day. I, I wish I had it. Um, so that's probably like my first moped experience was was the Magnum. Um, as far as motorcycle, because I, I wanted to mention that. So a lot of people like especially Instagram people, they they kind of have this notion that I probably grew up on dirt bikes. I, I've been doing this a long time and all that. That wasn't the case. Um, <clears throat> I actually taught myself how to ride a 76 kawasaki 125 enduro and it's kind of funny because like I, that's my, not an easy bike to learn on because those things are snappy as fuck if i remember yeah a little two-stroke 125 i mean there's and i didn't know anything like i don't have a clue how old i was but um i would get out of school i went to private school parents were super conservative um they didn't want me to get into dirt bikes because they saw what i was doing on bicycles mm -hmm. and, I would get out of school early on Thursdays and I would have like an hour to fuck around and do the shit that I wasn't supposed to. Yeah. So I would go home early and we had this dirt bike and I would like pull it out. And it was like one Thursday, I like turned the key on and kind of messed with the throttle. And then like the next Thursday I found what the kicker was. And like the next Thursday is like, Oh, these are the gears. And eventually, you know, I had that like first startup, and basically taught myself like how to ride that in secret you know and then I remember my dad came home this is like months later when I had been ripping it and I would put it away like reeking like two stroke it's super hot you know <laughs> one day like it had rained and I dumped it in the in the pasture and my dad came home and he was like looking around and he's like these uh handlebars like were they always bent? like i don't i don't remember that and i was like oh, dad's no dummy he knows what's I'm not, up i'm not sure man like you know better than me i don't even know how to ride that thing yeah and then like years later when i'm in my 30s i told him that story and he's like you bastard <laughs> <laughs> that's good but yeah those are my those are my two two wheeled stories i guess right on so like you talk about learning how to ride on that 125 and that's such a like it's been years like and i'll be the first one to admit like it's been years since i've been on anything shifty because like i moved away from rural southern minnesota and like kind of left that whole world and like but i remember getting on like i think it was a cr i i think it was a honda or suzuki like i was like 13 i was like 125 two stroke and i remember that thing just want it wanted to pull the front wheel off the ground. Like that thing, that 125 was just so fucking snappy. Um, you say like you got red lead magnum. Were you what was the was it just recreation or was it a mode of transportation for you? Like, um, and how come you got rid of it? It was kind of it was kind of the best of all worlds for me, you know, because I was I was trying to learn 
the custom thing and i mean it had kind of like a, a cafe magnum look to mm -hmm. it you know i kind of kind of honed some of that like styly stuff and then just making it run right and and i used it as transportation too um so it was it was a little bit of everything really and at the time like i was living um in that place where I had nowhere to put the damn thing either. I didn't have a garage or anything. It was like a tiny studio apartment. So I could fucking carry it up two flights mm. of stairs every night too, you know, which was a bitch, yeah. but it was better than it getting stolen. You know what I mean? And I think I, fuck, I don't know why I sold it. I think it was just like, I need money or, you know, like life definitely took some turns and got pretty dark here and there to where like 500 bucks looked pretty good and shit like that. So I don't know why exactly i sold it i don't remember it's been too long but yeah probably if you're anything like me and some of those dark turns 500 bucks was the fucking world um yeah i can definitely yeah. hear you on that um how did and i don't want to expose anything I, how did you get into building bikes like that's what i'm kind of wondering like your whole progression into this because like i like the shit you do and it's pretty rad and you're good and like do you want to throw your instagram handle right now for everybody again because it's a fun follow um so it's it's heavy metal cycle works i shit i don't even know i think it has a period in between heavy metal and cycle works is spelled with a w-e-r-k-s so we'll put your logo up for as the show banner so no big deal my guy like that really uh the the name actually came from bicycle mechanic stuff like i used to do um kind of like builds and whatever and i had thrown that around that name around and and like didn't do anything with it and then uh when i kind of started going balls deep into motorcycle stuff i uh i had that name laying around and it was a good reason to start an instagram to kind of like kind of my first post is really at the point where I started kind of diving deep into things, you know? Mm -hmm. So that kind of shows people too, like where it all started or whatever. But um, I think like motorcycles were something that I was always into and like, kind of like I said, the custom stuff and whatnot, but I've stayed pretty, pretty into mopeds. Like I bounced around on some, some random shit that would just pop up like uh, i've had like um yama hoppers and those qa50s and uh i had a pook maxi that was super sweet that got stolen like immediately motherfuckers uh, yeah dude that one was painful like anybody that's ever had a moped stolen knows that feeling where like i went outside and it, it was it was that classic scenario where I had bought that from like uh, my boss actually mm -hmm. hadn't even for it. I went over to his place and got it running because it was down in the basement, non running. And he's like, "Well, shit, it's running. Why don't you just take it home?" You know. So I'm like, <laughs> "All right, cool. I'll pay you tomorrow or whatever." And so I, I was riding it. It got dark. It started raining. I had had like a few PBRs at the time, and like it was that decision where I either walk it in the rain five blocks or something and put it in a garage or i just lock it up for the night mm -hmm. and I, I i fucked up and was like it'll be fine i'll you lock it and cable lock it and we'll be good and then like 7 a.m the next morning i walked out and there was nothing there except for the locks 
Oh my God, dude. It's like, that's the worst feeling ever. I, I walked over to the, my, my garage because I was like, this didn't just happen. Like I, I put it in there and I just forgot, you know, it, oh, it was terrible. Yeah. Well, and you're going to hate this. And like people who, people say the east side of St. Paul is rough and it's really not at all because the prime example, people hear me talk about neighbor Pat all the time. Well, I hadn't seen neighbor Pat probably for about two, three weeks. And I just got home from work like last week or something like that during our last 70 or 80 degree day. And we get bullshitting and I had to do a podcast and I had to jump in the shower and I just got done riding and I shut the garage door and blah, blah, blah. And I got distracted and I'm tired. Did I mention sometimes my short-term memory is shit. And then I go do everything I do and I go to bed and I wake up the next morning and I see I left my fucking moped outside all night in front of my garage for all the world to see. <laughs> Not locked, nothing like Meg Camino wheels on. Like this was my nice bike. Like all the shit was on there. Like, Somebody could just fucking stole it. And I would have never been the wiser. Like I love my neighborhood It is so fucking rad. Like people don't fuck around with my neighborhood. That's what's oh, I'm. So, I have dumb luck like that though. Like my ex-wife said, I have the dumbest luck in the world. So like, I've never had shit stolen from me. I don't know how. It's such an awful feeling, man. It's, it's like the equivalent of feeling like you were raped or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy, but yeah, and I think um, like the Hobbit is definitely like the one, you know, like that. That was the build where I was like, "All right, I know a little bit. I'm no fucking like pro level moped builder or some badass or anything, but I know a little bit. I know which direction I'm going to go. I know how to do the research and stuff. Let's do the Hobbit thing." Like I, I knew, I knew at the time that they were like a good platform um, mm-hmm. for a moped build but I still hadn't advanced enough to where like, in my opinion, now, if you want to build a sick moped, get a fucking Hobbit yeah. period. Very, a varied bike is the thing about it. Like, yeah, dude, there's they're so much fun. I mean, everybody's got their platform they love, but like once you really get on a two, a rightly tuned, varied bike, you'll never go back. Right. And that, that's exactly what I say to guys is I'm like, for mopeds, me personally, I look at it as there's mopeds and then there's variated bikes. And there, there's, I mean, they're two different worlds, you know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. just like, they do that Hobbit that I have since sold to Jasper, who's kind of new on the scene. Um, it is badass, dude. I, yep. I love it. You know, and it's not some claim to fame that it, it goes fucking 70 or some bullshit like that. It's just, it's a ripper moped. I've ridden so many different bikes, mm-hmm. 1,092 horsepower, whatever bikes, all that, that Hobbit rips, dude. <laughs> the thing about it is like with, and that's what is so infectious about mopeds. The speed to weight ratio on these things are fucking insane. Cause like yeah. you feel 45 50 miles an hour on mopeds like you get on some of these bigger bikes you don't feel 90 miles an hour like you're just cruising it's like like some cars like you can be going 35 and you feel all that 35 but like you get in some cars you're going 90 and it feels like you're just chilling at 20 mile an hour it's it's just that weird power to weight ratio and that's what i love about them like yeah well and you're doing you know 
twice the speed that it was intended to do. <laughs> it's, it's scary, man. Like, I mean, I, like I said, I've ridden some nasty bikes, but doing 53, 54 on a Hobbit is no joke, man. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> so that, that thing has been a blast. I remember, um, when I first did, I felt like the kit was kind of break, broke in enough. And I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to try like a top speed GPS mm-hmm. stuff. And I had put like way too much pressure in my tires on purpose and like loosened up the brakes and shit on purpose. Cause I didn't want any drag. And dude, like, like I said, 53, 54 or whatever, full tuck on that small of a bike that weighs nothing. I was like shaking when I got off of it, you know, yeah. from that adrenaline. And, and the whole time I was full tucked watching that GPS, I was like, don't blow a tire. Don't blow a tire. Don't blow. <laughs> they won't do it. And that's the thing about like, you just got like, and that's my new thing. Like I got that cheesy thing. Like when you're on that group ride and everything's right, I call touching the sky, but like, I got a new thing. Like, when you're on the edge of just being a pure out of control on a moped, when it just feels like everything's fucking edge of the lightning bolt, dude, that's what it feels like. You're riding a fucking, I I've been li- listening to many shitty pro wrestling podcasts and that was a dusty roads line, man. Edge of the yeah. lightning bolt. That's what it feels like. It's so fucking rad. And like, I, it was last week actually. And like, I was just, I go through shit my personal life because I'm a fuck up and I'm a human and whatever. And I was just down about everything. And that ride I had, and it was just on a DR kit. It was just a DR, nothing special, Proma. And it was my just good solid bike. And man, I had so much fucking fun. It just fucking wide open throttle the whole time around a few parks in St. Paul shitty roads are fun to ride every once in a while as long as you know they're bumpy and like dude it was just i got on and texted i think conan and like i'm like dude i'm fucking elated right now i've had so much fun and like i know that will carry me through the winter you know i don't know if i'll get out anywhere but you know at least i have that ride to reminisce on um so what you said that hobbits like your kind of your favorite um moped bill what was the just what were the bits and pieces behind that uh like what what the build was yeah uh dr kit yeah i mean yeah um let's see it's been a long time since i built that bike let's see if i can get it right but yeah it was a dr kit with like the um i didn't go with the super street cut head because i was kind of like i didn't i had mixed emotions about that much compression on that bike so i did like a sport touring head the dr kit um stuffy crank voice and carbon fiber reeds um did you go point three or point four i don't recall i don't remember it's just been so long um and then i like i got to that and so i i ran a stock carb on it because a bunch of dudes were like, you're not going to go fast on a stock car. And so I was like, all right, we'll see. You know, like yeah. I kind of want to try now because I'm yeah. pretty sure I can, you know, and sure as shit, like I went fast on a stock carb with like, you can 90- go fast on a stock carb. The, yeah. the hiccup I always have with stock carbs that there's a plastic piece that kind of goes to shit on them. At least that's what was told to me that like my first time getting hobbits, like, a, I couldn't find a Welsh plug for them. 
B, I had the there's that plastic piece where the butterfly goes down into the carburetor and like that leaked. And somebody told me, just try that clone card from treats. It's good. And 20 bucks, 25 bucks and bump it up to like an 84 jet. It's rock and roll. Yeah. I, I think mine's running a 90, but like that's the OEM. Yeah. Diff- you know, apples and oranges, two different things. My uh, my deal with the carb setup was, you know, you obviously know because you're a Hobbit guy, but the, the carb is down in the subframe. It's a bitch to get to, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's why I don't run them. <laughs> I like the idea of having an intake that got that carb out of there to like work on it. But I did so much research on um, like pre-build that I felt like, all right, I've got a really good idea of what I want to do for a main jet. If I ever have to fuck with that carb, if the if it clogs up, like if I ever have to pull it to clean it or anything, then I'll go with the intake. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, that's going to happen. That carb has never been off that bike since. Awesome. You know? yeah. So I, I nailed the jet straight out the gate and it, the, the plug was like perfect chocolate brown, you know, and, awesome. and whatever. I just left it. Um, and then, you know. And like, you guys are, I was going to say with that jetting, you guys are a different elevation, like 84 for the Midwest, because we're damn near sea level to like maybe a few hundred feet above sea level. And you, what are you guys there? We're at like three grand. Yeah. So like, yeah. and somebody said, I think my friend Marie said two jet sizes for every thousand feet. So that work that mm-hmm. like literally is right in the freaking ballpark then. Yeah. 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 And, um, I, so I got to the point where it was kitted with a pipe and the carb is pretty good and everything. And then, then you go down the variator road, you know, and that, <laughs> that changes everything, you know? So I did like the, um, I think I actually went with the dose variator. Yeah. Um, the treats rumpus plate. Yep. And then and it started to really come to life. You know what I mean? And then I went to um, dialing in the weights and I was like, I was so pissed because I put that variator on, I think a new belt or whatever. And the thing, it like ripped dicks on the low end, but I Mm -hmm. was like like 36 or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is supposed to be a 50 mile an hour build, you know? And then I started figuring out the the weights and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. there it was like 51, you know, and then next thing, you know, it's, Melosi Red Clutch Springs, and that was a game changer too, man. Oh, like yeah, Jack, dude. dude, Jack was here, and we put those in, and I got, I remember getting out on the driveway. He still talks about it, and I wound it up, and it like wheelied, you know, because oh, yeah. I I had no clue it was going to be that much of a game changer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he just looks at me like, holy shit, and yeah, that's that's when that bike really kind of took shape and. Um, Jasper is absolutely shredding it now. Um, Do you got access to a lathe? I don't. Uh-uh. Uh, okay. Well, I'll talk to you about some stuff about that clutch bell you can do later. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause he's about, he's about due for some changes. Cause he, he is putting work into that thing. Like he's one of those dudes that was like kind of interested in mopeds. And then he rode that Hobbit and just like, boom, he's in, you know, world's like, over. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. he's loving it. He's having a blast. Um, 
you talk about that hobbit what are, what do you got for mopeds going right now um so when i decided i was gonna sell the hobbit i kind of thought i was gonna like retire because <laughs> <laughs> because i had like gone full bore into motorbikes yep. and and i was like okay maybe it's time or whatever and, and jack was always like dude no you can't you know you can't because like that's how our bond started jack and i was mm-hmm. moped. and so the hobbit got passed on i kind of went full bore into motorcycle shit and then of course like you know how it is you just can't get away from them and next thing i knew it uh i had a motorbicane so now I have that Moby, which is a 50V um, AV7. Okay. And dude, it's gorgeous, man. But um, it's a it's a Moby. Yep. Uh, and like a week later, I ended up with two uh, 77 um, Vespa Bravos. Nice. For a hundred bucks. Nice, so, dude. Especially out west, that's fucking unheard of. Like you guys, I consider like Montana out west, like you guys didn't have any good distributors or anything like dude, the Midwest, I don't know what it is about here, but like we like fart our trip and we fall over pooks, hobbits and Vespas. Like, Oh it's- dude. And it's bad now. I mean, you, that was part of the reason why I was kind of like phasing out is because I, I had 15 motorcycles and I couldn't find a moped that I wanted to build to save my life. Mm-hmm. You know? And and so I kind of knew that Moby was was hanging out, and that was just a classic scenario where it worked out, and it was like, why not? I wasn't a dude that was like, oh, I want to build a Moby. Uh, they're gorgeous bikes, though. I mean, it is like minty fresh. Um, and so far, I mean, it was in it was in rough shape. Motor mounts were like completely gone. Uh, no spark. Definitely didn't run lots lots of you know typical issues when a, a moped or or motorbike sits in a garage for years mm-hmm. um so i kind of started with basics and found spark kind of worked through some kinks swap motor mounts the first actually the first thing that i took off of that thing was that gertner car mm-hmm. have you ever seen one of those like in person not in person like dude i've owned motorbicanes long enough to realize i don't want to own motorbicanes like i i won that one from the zeros and god bless those guys for their french love but like i had graham mossy like got some of that bike okay and like graham's a great guy so i was just like dude that's fine like i i don't want to learn motorbicanes like i have a hard enough time with hobbits i think i'm going down the vespa rabbit hole this winter but like yeah yeah and and that's kind of where I'm at too because now I've got well the the two Bravos there's a red one that's like just crusty enough for me to really love it like I'm not a dude that likes really pristine stuff and like, I get scared I get scared it's shiny and it scares me yeah and it, it like for motorcycles if it was like a full restoration I would be so paranoid about like scratching the tank or and then you end up like fucking coveting it and making it like an idol or something when it it should just be fun and for mopeds for me like they should be cheap they should be fun and and if it goes outside those realms too far i'm turned off you know so the moby is like running riding going like a whopping 32 miles an hour or something and i'm just gonna chill with that 
um, since it's functional. And then I'm going to start the process on the uh, Vespa and kind of see where we end up. But I'll tell you right now, like I'm going to lean towards the Vespa. It's variated. Mm -hmm. It's cool looking. It's way lighter, which mm -hmm. we know is a thing in mopeds, you know, shit like tire pressure and lubes and wheel bearings and shit is big deal in mopeds compared mm -hmm. to, you know, bikes with 30 horsepower or whatever. <laughs> yeah it's um that vespa is a whole new world of black magic though so that's that's what i kind of like about them mm -hmm. so do I, you have one i've got to go pick some up and i've got a chow i when we had the riots in minneapolis a few years ago i happened to pick up two bikes and one was a hobbit one was a chow and the hobbit i got going right away and i sold it to a kid and I told him, I go, if you ever want to sell this, just fuck, call me up. I'll, I'll, I'll buy it back. And it was like a clean, clean 79. And I'm not a fan of cafe bars. You know, I'm old and my back hurts and I don't want to lean over. So what does this kid do? He puts cafe bars on, rips all the wiring out of the handlebars and doesn't understand how to get it running again. A year later, it calls me back and I buy the bike back. Yeah. And, but meanwhile, I had that chow sitting in the garage forever. And I'm just like, I, I got really sick of moving it, is what ended up happening. I'm like, I need to just figure out why this thing isn't running because I didn't even try to start it. Well, it was just a clogged carb. I mean, that's oh. what it was. I just, it was just, I think it's got 12, 12 bang or 12, I see. I'm so ignorant to um, Vespas, but like, I kind of, I think I'm going to leave that bike just stock because it's yellow. So I'm a fan and it's That's just, it's just, I, I don't know it's why, clean. But yellow, dude. Like, what? I don't know why, but it could be the raddest bike. And, and I'm a Yamaha guy when it comes mm -hmm. to like old bikes and shit. Yep. So it's strange, but I, I cannot stand yellow. I don't know why. Dude, I just, something about yellow is soothing to me. Like, I hate green. Weird. Yeah, it's yep. strange. And that's, and that's what's so rad about, like, mopeds. Like, it's all different strokes for different folks. And, like, and it makes you wonder, why the hell did, why was Honda's two most prominent moped colors yellow? Like, and they're, like, that was the thing back with motorcycles back in the day, ride red. I mean, that was their thing. Like during the Jeremy McGrath era of motocross, dude, like I fucking, I think that was another reason why I gravitated towards Honda so much. Cause like, I remember coming home as a kid and watching like motocross and like guy won like 13 out of 14 events one year, like insane. Yep. So, um, how, what, builds do you got going on right now for your uh motorcycles and stuff like that what do you kind of gravitate towards on that um i don't know so basically i would say my niche is late 60s up until 80 i try not to fuck around with the 80s too much because i feel like everything sucked in the 80s including <laughs> motorcycles um you're not wrong but right I mean, shit just got weird in the 80s with like style and design and, and technology. They felt like they had to do this big jump and it didn't work. And yeah, I just I like to stay 
And even with mopeds, like you could give me a super sick 2012 Tomos or something, and I would have no connection with it. Mm -hmm. A crusty, half rusted 77 Vespa, sign me up. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not being rude. I'm actually just going on your Instagram right now and I'm looking at all your bikes. So, like, I'll yeah. do that most of the time when I'm talking with guests, just refreshing myself on their Instagrams. But yeah, dude, like, there's a rumor of the buy bike coming to America. I hope that comes true. I hope there's a new moped product on the, in the world. And I think I would like to buy one, but I don't know. Like I I'm in full support of dose. If they can get that over here, I you read the stuff on moped army, dude. I love dose. I love treats. I love Denny's, all the people who help us supply this weird little thing, but I'm with you. I want something crusty and, just dirty. I love dirty mopeds. Like I want to have a clean and nice bike, but fuck it, dude. I ride. That's what I do. Yeah. And somebody asked me, they're like, Oh, what's your style or whatever. And I'm like, I kind of chuckled at first of all, but then like, I, I call it grime tech where it's like the bike can be grimy, crusty, patinaed, all that, but run like a top and be like, you know, techie that that's my style. I, I love stuff with patina and soul. I mean, I just like, it's the same, same way with uh motorcycle shit. You know, I said, like, I stay in the seventies, mostly I, I always wanted a Yamaha YZ 250 two stroke dirt bike, like a newer one. Mm -hmm. Most of like, I don't want to be, um, just a moped mechanic or just work on Honda three fifties or whatever. I, I want to be a very like well-rounded mechanic and so yep. i wanted a newer bike to get more experience with that and that bike is so nasty so fast super awesome on the trails and everything that i do with it but it feels exactly like working on my wife's subaru <laughs> like i can't get into it man and and it's even uh like almost 20 years old but if it was 40 years old, I'm over the moon. You know, I, I, I don't know what that is, but it's just in me, I guess. Yeah, dude. I mean, like I said, it's all different people and different ideas for mopeds. Like I, I got this rap for a long time and like people have to understand 90% of the time I'm fucking with you. Even though I have like this dry kind of tone, like people thought I hated shifty fifties around here. I don't give a shit. I really don't care what you ride. Like I'll bust your chops and bust my chops back and just no worries, man. Like these are dumb little two wheel things. Like have fun. If you're having fun, that's all that matters. Like Conan, like what fucking rad rad cat. Like he's got the most sketchy, dangerous shifty bike ever. The loam that, it's not as Lomo. Is it as Lomo's? I forget what the fuck he calls it. It's got an MB5 motor on it. Dude, that thing is fucking rad as shit. And it's a shifty. Like, I don't care. Like, it is as Lomo's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but mo mopeds, dirt bikes, like small little two-wheel vehicles. Yeah, dude, fucking rad. Like, the thing, and I'm probably going to get people, like, salty or whatever. I just can't get into Harleys. Same dude. I just can't like V anything. I can't get into Indians, maybe a little bit like old school ones, eh, but like I just 
I just don't, I just can't do it. Like if that's yeah. your thing, awesome. But like, eh. Yeah, that I mean, that's dude. I support anybody that has a passion, you know. And if it, it if it's Harley's, that's cool with me. Whatever. Yeah. But basically, I can't get down with it. And like the first motorcycle that I ever bought with my own money and all that, like I was a freshman in college, I think, was a Harley Sportster. Because mm-hmm. that's what you do when your dad's into Harley's and like he's probably helping you get some of the money or some shit or whatever. But now, like. And even within the past 10 years, I would rather have 10 broken down Hondas and Yamahas than one bitch in Harley. Yeah. I, I can't connect with them. And I think, Ian, this is no offense, like you said, but I don't like the culture that comes with it. You know, it's just not me. Yeah. So, and they're fucking expensive. Let, yeah. Let's be real. Yep. And like, yeah, dude, like, they still 60 miles an hour is 60 mile an hour down the road. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, but like you said, like I dig people with passion because like I stumbled onto this fucking thing. Like just like I tell people all the time, I had two mopeds sitting in my garage for like three years and didn't do shit with them. And then just one fluke of a day, my friend Kevin was up from Iowa and we got him going. Um, But yeah, dude, like, I totally, I totally dig mopeds. I totally dig two wheel bikes. And then I wanted to ask you, like, you said you got out and traveled and like this, you're still kind of the, you're way out in Billings, Montana. Have you actually gotten to a moped rally yet? I saw you sporting the goat heads t-shirt, but yep. Yep. The goat heads are my people. You know, Jack was a goat before he ended up in Billings. Yeah. And so, uh, the shirt came back with him, but no, I, I haven't rallied. So yeah. Um, I guess we'll see, you know. And I mean, granted, you know, we talked talked about dark times and whatnot. There mm-hmm. there was some shit too where I couldn't exactly just go travel where I wanted to for a while there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Um so, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm down to do it for sure. But I'm also pretty like homebody set in the routine, like. Jack was one of those dudes where like he would be discontent if he wasn't traveling and, and doing rallies and shit like that. And like, I don't know, man, I'm pretty cushy with this, my setup. And I have a, I went to Vegas and got married in May. And like, that was, that was like the first trip that I've, I've first time I've been on a plane in years to get out of state. So. Yeah, dude, that's fucking rad. I saw that. I was really anybody again. If you can find somebody in this world and you're happy with fucking rad, dude. I saw that. I, I gave you a few thumbs up, maybe here or there. Um, yeah, yeah dude, fucking mopeds. This whole little weird two wheel thing. Um, so what build do you have? Are you still doing research for those Vespas? Um, I haven't even gotten into research mode. Basically, like. I knew if I were to tear apart the Moby and the Vespa at the same time, that it'd be this weird kind of disconnect on both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm at the point with the Moby where that's as fast as it's going to go with a stock setup. Like right now it, it just has a Melosi short intake, a uh, Shaw. Um, there, there's like one more thing I can do probably with the variator to try. Um, but that one is basically kind of like, it is what it is, unless I'm going to kid it and go down that road time <laughs> to kind of dig into the Vespa and see 
I mean, that thing doesn't even have a head on it right now. Definitely doesn't have a spark. So kind of get a baseline for that one. And then, then we'll see. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely difficult because I never, ever have just one project going on. It's more like five or six extensive projects at the same time now. So that's why I always get nervous about um, getting into a different platform because I got all my fucking Hobbit shit. I know how to do hobbits, uh, kind of, but like, as soon as you get into something else, like, then you gotta get other shit, and like, uh, but you know, whatever, got got tinker some more, gotta expand the horizons. Yeah, um, I think guys like I know dudes that are like, I just work on Hondas from the seventies, and I think that's smart. Like, if they can be content with that, you know, that's awesome because you know your shit, you know all the ins and outs there's no real surprises or whatever i think that is really smart especially from like a a business perspective but i'm just not satisfied with that and like my hobbit was so what i wanted it to be that i probably won't uh, i don't know i would build another hobbit but i don't have a strong desire to do it over again yeah i want to do something else because i'm addicted to like the experience of it's it's solving the puzzle dude like that's what it is like that's why I don't want to touch that chow because, like, that thing is stupid fun 28, 29 mile an hour. And it's full yeah. rigid. Like, the front, it's, I guess it's called the base model where there's not even a springer front end. It's rigid front end, rigid rear end. And, like, I, my buddy Lee wrote, he's like, that's surprisingly fun. And it's mm-hmm. just like, and we both have bad fast bikes when they're not broken, but like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I think I'm good. We're going to kind of get wrapping it up here. Um, because a, I'm tired. I have to finish laundry. I've got some stuff I'm doing this weekend and this is the only time I have to fucking do it. Um, don't forget everybody. We are everywhere. You want to look, we're on Facebook. Um, second chance moped podcast. We are on Instagram at second chance pod, SoundCloud, iTunes, um, Google play, Pandora, everywhere like subscribe um show people you want to suggest for the show i'm always open it's gmail second chance moped um yeah i'm pretty easy to get a hold of i want to thank everybody again to uh, i'm screwing up my words english language jim um i want to thank everybody again for listening to the show because like it makes me feel like i'm doing something in my basement on normally a monday tuesday and tonight thursday so you're gonna we're gonna i'm gonna edit this quick and upload it to soundcloud and yeah so bryce in i fucking almost called you bryce i can't thank you enough and don't forget my guy mopeds are dumb see ya later bye